Hi, and welcome to the Conscious Connections podcast with me, your host, Katie Farrell, creating a place for mind, body, and spiritual growth for today's women through inspiration, knowledge, and conversation. Hi, and in today's episode, I'm chatting with Helen Walters of Advanced Tactical Resources Limited, experts in providing personal safety and security services and training for individuals and businesses in areas such as first aid, travel safety and conflict management. I felt it was particularly timely and relevant to invite Helen onto the show today because of the recent tragic case of Sarah Everard, a lady who was found murdered after walking home from her friend's house one evening a couple of weeks ago. The public outcry that has ensued has been around the fact that not only is the alleged perpetrator a police officer, the very people we should be able to trust to look after us, but also because of the beliefs that women should be able to walk alone without fear of being attacked or of sexual harassment. And this goes for men and children too, of course. What resonates with me about this approach is the empowerment it provides versus perpetuating the old paradigm of having to live in fear to remain safe. So hi, welcome Helen Walters of um, Advanced Tactical Resources Limited. It's so good to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Pleasure, really is. And um, I just wanted to sort of introduce you in terms of how how I met you and why I thought it'd be really relevant, um, as well as you know, lovely to have you on the podcast today because of what's been going on um, in the media, certainly that we we've been hearing about. Um, so just to introduce, in terms of you and I met at our uh, networking group that we we're both members of, didn't we, a few months ago. <laughs> And your company that you work for, Advanced Tactical Resources Limited, provide personal safety and security, don't you, for that's correct yeah. individuals and companies, which I'll get you to explain a lot more about in a moment, yeah. which is fantastic. <laughs> but also because um, here in the UK, um, you know, we had the tragic um, situation for Sarah Everard, which has become, you know, a bit of a, a hashtag to follow in the media recently because of... Absolutely everything that it's brought up you know related to her mm. her death her you know the, the disappearance and the fact that it was a, a police officer who's been charged with her um abduction and um supposed I have to say I suppose alleged at this case yes um, yeah. the murder um after her body was found and it has just generated so much emotion um you know in women but in men as well and in the UK certainly but I think probably further than that and so I thought it's really timely to to invite you on just to you know chat about that situation but how you as a company actually can help women and men anyone who feels you know vulnerable when they're out alone or whatever it might be to actually make themselves feel safer as well as you know take more precautions and have better security for themselves so so it's really lovely to have you on Helen yeah very I'm delighted thank you (laughs) And, and as a company I suppose what what are your um, perspectives on this? You know, what, what does it mean to you as a company as well? Well, I mean, we, we have to look at all cases like this and, and sort of have a, a, a long think about how we can, how we can help benefit people that, that, to be honest, are fearful. And, and that's what it's created. And that's what the media has created. It's created a fear. And, and we want to help people in, in that situation and make life easier and and be by being more aware or situationally aware Mm. 
yes, you know, things are going to happen and there's going to be opportunists, but we just want to put you in a better position that when you are out and about, how to protect yourself. And that that is key to every day. Just just feeling like you, you're in control a little bit more and you are more aware of your surroundings. And that is something that, that we bring people in for training courses and online courses to teach. Um, and so having that awareness hopefully will stop you from ever getting into the position where you, you know something does happen just by or aware by you know for example if you're being followed have the rule of three so if you see that person once you you may you know you might see them if you see them twice you make a note right okay i've seen them twice and then if you see them again you know that 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 means there's probably you, you know it's, it's more than a coincidence or yeah it's, it's there is there is something going on and it's it's using rules like that for your awareness, which will help you and just you'll just make you more aware then to stay in, in perhaps a more pet populated area. Don't go home or, or just try and get to safety first or just, you know, phone a friend and feeling a bit uncomfortable. You come and pick me up and things like that. Yeah. And that's what I've loved about hearing you when you've you know, spoken within the group or you and I have chatted and, and what you've just said there. It's about, you know, it's about empowering us to be aware and look after ourselves, to put us in the sort of best situations as we possibly can, rather Absolutely. than trying to live in fear and think, oh, I better not go out anymore, or yeah. I better not walk alone, or, um, you know, because that's really disempowering, isn't it? And, yes. yeah. and that's what I love and about it, the approach that you take as a company. That's it. And, and the whole Sarah Everard case is, is, you know, the hashtag is she was just walking home. Mm. It's the truth. We take that for granted every single day I, I know a lady who who was actually who was scared every single day on her way home as she walks under the underpass does she take a different route no does she take anything with her no but she still does it and she's still fearful and it's up to us to to say right that there's there's actions you can take so you don't feel like that anymore and and yeah like I said this that was the whole point with, with Sarah she was just walking home and we want people to be able to walk home and not live in fear. Yeah, absolutely. That's... And so what would um, working with you be like as a company? What kind of courses do you provide? So, I mean, we, we do a lot, lots of different courses. Um, so we, we do the, the personal safety, the situational awareness, the hostile environments, um, loan worker courses, gap year students. Um, we, we can, you know, we appeal to a very broad range. We you know, we work with a company who do a lot of traveling to hostile environments. So we we bring them in in, in sort of larger groups for a maximum of 12. And we set up some scenarios. We are very scenario based. Um, we have a training center that we, we take everyone up to and we put them in these environments, you know, going through checkpoints and and robberies. And, you know, so we get the severe cases. Right you can come in you can do some self-defense um and and like women like us we can come in and we can show you moves how if by chance you know something does happen not how to fight back because that that's not what we're trying to teach it's not how to fight it's how to create space how to break away to get to safety um so you know we're not going to teach you how to <laughs> fight back because um that's not the point but it, it's no and i think that's yeah, a really good point to make, actually, to, yeah. to clarify, because, um, you know, most people would, especially women, you know, 
the majority yeah. of women haven't been in a aggressive sort of fighting situation, have they? Absolutely not. No, they haven't. And and, <laughs> and that's sort of thing you don't really want to get in anyway, let alone. No. So uh, I think it was about two years ago now, I, I did a, a close protection course. And so I'm trained in close protection. And, and one of the things we had to do was was take down this, this guy. So the chap who's about oh, 16, 17 stones, six foot two. And uh, and yeah, so we, we were given the, the tools or the <laughs> knowledge of how to take down. So there was two of us, two against one. We actually, we did it. Fantastic. We did it. We did it with with great success <laughs> but it was um yeah if you had asked me to do that previously of course I'd be like not a chance but you know with the tools now we've been equipped with with knowledge you know you are able to have a chance and that's mm. what it's all about yeah I just say to give you to give you the space to to get away because yeah yeah any confrontation however major or, or or otherwise it might be that's what you want to avoid isn't it and just... yeah absolutely and and it's it's easily done you know especially if you're out late at night lady on their own chap on his own you know it it doesn't matter it's it's it could be so unprovoked and and just out of the blue and it's just about saying okay I you know what what am I going to do here not just freezing and just you know getting involved in the situation it's it's about knowing how to how to get away from it yeah and and actually that's that's a really good point now about the freezing because um as you know I work with um you know a lot of mindset work and hypnotherapy and understanding how the the mind works in terms of yes. the conscious mind and the subconscious and that yeah. you know stress natural response um of fight or flight and yes. you know and I've had thankfully nothing you know too major but I have had situations in my past where you know, something has happened to put me in a situation where you know you don't want to be in that sort of confrontation but you, I find you never know how you're going to respond until yeah. you're in it and to understand that you know naturally we will have this um, surge of um, hormones yes you know, yeah. other things happening in the body you know that the, the breathing speeds up doesn't it the mm-hmm. heart rate increases to enable you to have the, the natural inbuilt resources to stand yeah. and fight or or flee but until yeah. you're in that moment you don't necessarily know you which don't one know. it's going to be do you absolutely it, and it's so true that's something I was taught years ago I used to be cabin crew it was exactly the same thing you're right you're either one of those people that something happens and you're in there or or you're gone you know first person on the case of a you know something like a, a road accident you know, again, this is something else we teach. It's um, first first aid. So, are you one of those people that that if you were to be the first person, would you immediately go and help? Get or would you go? I can't deal with this. So I can't do it. And yeah. and that's exactly it. And we want to give the confidence to people to be able to say, I I can. I can help. I can help with this, or I can help myself. Excellent. Yeah. So so you work with whatever that nat- natural response would yes. be with the individual do you absolutely yeah and, and and people build off of circumstances in their life as well they've they've had traumas and they've mm. with things and and a lot of people will say I you know that's not something I can deal with but by being in the scenarios that we put you in you get those same feelings you you get the the impact you know we do 
road traffic accidents actually we we have upturned cars and and all the setup wow. our training center so we give you that real life feeling we 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 get in the car as well and we we have all the fake blood and everything going so it is a very real life experience and that's what we want to teach people and, and that's how to get the best the best out of the training brilliant it's funny because it just something that's come to me as, as you've been talking there and um, that really, I think, highlights that really well in the different ways that people respond. Um, I, for a number of years, I went through um, this. I, I passed out for no reason on various occasions yeah. and and I couldn't work out. I didn't know what was triggering it. Um, you know, I didn't know when it was going to come on. But um this particular, I was having a night out with two friends, and actually at the time, all three of us worked together as well at the same. It was on a, a massive um, program of change, so we didn't see each other that often. But uh, we were on this night out, just having a really nice time. We'd had a like a Thai meal, and um, and we'd just asked for the bill, and that was the reason why I'm saying that. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were just talking away, and I had one. <laughs> one girl opposite me and one next to me and I was looking at the one opposite me and I just started feeling oh no you know when the world starts closing in around you and I thought I'm going to pass out and I just managed to get to say to her because both knew that this happened to me but neither had sort of witnessed it before and I said I just said I'm feeling weird in my funny way (laughs) and at the same time she'd literally just looked at me and said Katie are you okay you look a funny color wow and all I remember thinking is I need to get my head down you know to stop myself yes yeah passing out so what had happened though is I pushed my chair back from the table so I could get my head down low yeah but I'd obviously done it at a slight angle <laughs> and as I passed out I, oh, I no. went head first into the brick wall behind me oh, oh right. and actually took one of the bricks out of the wall with my eyebrow bone <laughs> so it was really um you know quite quite bad and at the time I mean obviously you know things happened and I I came round eventually and and was sorted thankfully but what was interesting was how one of those girls her initial instinct was to run and get some help yeah um you know from the um from the waiting staff because we were Mm. sort of downstairs in a separate area so there wasn't really um any staff around naturally so she went off and the other one her natural thing was to stay with me and you know check ours okay yeah and as it turned out somebody was with a different party um over the the other side it was a man that had come over and said you need a hand and he said don't worry my friend's epileptic so you know I'm used to dealing with this sort uh, of thing. okay yes, so yeah. not only had I passed out but I'd knocked myself unconscious yeah. oh <laughs> They managed to pull me. Oh, and and be sick. You know, sorry for, <laughs> for the detail there, but um, so they managed between them to pull me away from the wall and get me into the recovery position so yes, that I didn't yeah. choke on my sick or anything yeah. like that. And um, and an ambulance was called and I was taken in, blue lighted, and uh, yes, yeah, it's yeah. quite fun, especially because we were working for the NHS at the right. time. Right. Oh, so. there you go. That was good. <laughs> But in, in a way, that's the perfect situation. One person got help and one person dealt with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And yet, I don't know whether, you know, we said, we talked afterwards about it, that we worked in HS, we weren't frontline staff in any way. Yes, we were, yeah. you know, on a programme of change. But how we didn't actually know 
and until that had happened until that point what we would do we could kind of mm. maybe figure out but um yeah and it's just really interesting to see yes yeah. as it turned out it was a perfect combination but we wouldn't have known well is it but it is it's really unusual what we can all do I I know I've had um a situation here actually in, in my home where it was it was quite late at night all the children were in bed I've got three children and, and I'm I live alone with the kids and um I could hear someone trying to get in the back door and this is about 11 o'clock in the evening and and yeah, I just I remember being exceptionally frightened. This is actually before I was I was working for Advanced Satellite Resources, and um, but my my initial reaction actually was to go into protection mode. I didn't care about me at that point. Mm-hmm. All I was about protecting my children and making sure no one got in the house. So I actually went outside, and and I, it, for me it was just a case of saying you're not coming in totally the right thing to do but I'm just you know I know now what I would do but it at the time I was just thinking I just need to make sure my children are okay so I know I'm fight I don't fight I I fight it I'll fight to the death for my children yeah and and they were actually um outside with a band but um that's another story but uh yeah it's that's it's not until a situation happens do you really know and and that's by coming along and doing our training courses that is something you will learn very quickly what one you are right mm. and so there's an interesting um angle there though isn't it that because you know, I'm the same as a single parent and mm. and I know there have been situations where if it was just me on my own I probably would have reacted differently to how Absolutely. I did react because as you say that the kind of lioness instinct yes in. <laughs> that's exactly no one it. is going to hurt <laughs> no, me but no, no one's, one's going to hurt in. my baby yeah. <laughs> absolutely no I'm, I'm exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be before the children I used to I used to hate being in a house on my own whereas now I, I don't mind it and I've, I'm just very much in protection mode that that's that's me now so yeah things change <laughs> interesting and do you think you've changed because of the training both right yeah I think you know situations I've gone through in my life have have made me change but I think advanced tactical resources has definitely and working with the people I work with it's given me a confidence I you know I didn't have before um and and yeah and I definitely have an awareness now of, of things that are happening and things that are going on and perhaps I took that for granted more so whereas I I know I don't anymore not at all Right. Yeah, that's good. And so is there a um, kind of a general message um, that you could give to our listeners, um, sort of tips as such that, you know, would help them if they're feeling, you know, you know especially with lockdown, lots of people have been out walking and, yes. you know, in that almost enforced, you've got to walk on your own or at the moment we're allowed to walk, meet up with one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's put them in situations where they feel that they've had to be more um, alone, let's say, than yeah. they might have chosen before or be used to doing. So, yeah, mm. is there anything that you would you could suggest there for people? Yeah, so we our slogan is absence of the normal, presence of the abnormal. And, it, you know, if you, if you really think about it, it's, again, like I was saying earlier, we take for granted things that are just so normal to us. Mm. For instance, you're going out for a walk, and, and you're taking that same route you've been every day for, for years on, on end, you know, it's, and it's just something you do and, and you don't even think about it. It's just 
what you do. Um, and it, it's just having the ability to think to yourself, okay, there is something that's not quite right or something that feels a bit different. And it's keeping your head up, chin up, just looking around. And, and that is something I think, you know, we're all very good at looking down and being on our phones and not seeing what's right in front of us. So yeah. it's exactly that. Just look around, see if there's, there's anything, you know, unusual what, or what, what's, what's not normal about today. You know, whether something doesn't feel right or that person's not normally there or haven't seen that band before. Why would they be there today? And, and it's, it's having, having that sort of feeling really. Yeah. Cause um, yeah, I, I really love that slogan absence yeah. of the normal and presence of the abnormal, because again, that's really working with how our brains work, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the, the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious is that, you know, to make life as easy as possible for us, for us to learn information quickly and easily you know we, we learn new skills yeah I'm just sort of thinking of how I relate it sometimes for people of you know learning to drive a car and yeah. you at first everything is abnormal yes it? absolutely like, oh my gosh and, and your awareness is so aware you're, you're, yeah. oh it, it, your awareness is tenfold but then it becomes like parrot fashion and, yeah. and for granted and so yeah, you don't even notice it anymore, do you? So you exactly. get to the point driving a car where you yeah. you change gears, you're looking at the traffic, and you're yeah. you know having a conversation with a passenger or listening to the radio, yeah. or and then and it's only when something does become out Apparently. of or yeah, so mm. red brake lights going on in front of you, or, yeah. Um, so whilst you're in that kind of subconscious flow of you know what you're doing, so that you just do mm. it with ease, but as soon as something abnormal happens yeah yeah and and what that's something else that we teach really is that so so we're teaching you awareness but then that awareness actually becomes normal in itself Mm. you won't always feel that heightened thing going on in your head oh I've got to look for this I've got to look for that it will natural like driving it will become natural to just be more aware yeah that's that's what I'm you know, that's what I know I am like now. Um, just just very conscious about, you know, things. And that that's that's just inbred in me now. That that's just how I am. Mm. As, as you're saying that, I can picture sort of the films that you watch with um, yeah. when there's bodyguards involved or the things that they just see, look yes. at scanning a crowd. You think, how yeah. on earth did they see that? Yeah, but, it, but it, they do. And that, that's yeah. it, isn't it? <laughs> become second nature so um, so, yeah yeah excellent and so what brought you to this line of work it's yeah it's very unusual well I started my life out as um as as cabin crew and then um I actually I moved out to Dubai with my husband at the time and then I, I moved back with my three children to the UK and I was just talking to a lady at work actually and she said uh you know I've and she knew I was perhaps looking to start work again and she's actually got a guy that's quite local that's looking for someone and um yeah I went in and, and and had the interview and at the time I still didn't really know what it was I was doing <laughs> was it that covert <laughs> it was as you walked in it was it was you know small cameras and and sort of long lenses and and what have you and then and we you go into the big dojo area the training center where we do you know the skills and and teaching you how to, to escape we've all got so got something called the black hood 
which we we put down on people so then we rise rise up the hood and then we have a situation around and it's okay how to um yeah it's basically how something can just change in the heartbeat so it's the, the reaction hood um <laughs> as it's fondly it, known as <laughs> yes uh, basically um so yeah so it was uh, after that I went to adjust and just absolutely loved loved what it was and and it's so different to anything I've ever done um and, and yeah it's taught me so much as a person for, for sure so so yeah no it's um yeah that's what brought me to ATR <laughs> <laughs> excellent oh I love that and um and just seeing how it's um you know the fact that we've met in a networking group for business women yes. and you know and you did a talk um a month or two ago didn't you about um I know you've worked with some of the lo- the ladies in that group that provides yes, yeah. a personal trainer and takes ladies out on walks That's it, um yeah. nordic walking and so I think it's it's great to to see how that can be used in everyday life and not not yeah. just the you know the, um the scenario you were given earlier about the the people who are always going out into yes yeah whether and it's, it's battle areas or whatever it might be that's exactly it and and you know something can happen you know just because you're going to an environment like that doesn't mean that you don't need that here you, you know we know we know what the UK can be like as well or anywhere you go there is sometimes things that happen um and and it's just about being prepared for it really so yeah mm-hmm. you have to go to, to over to a hostile area to be involved in something dangerous you know obviously your chances are, are risen um but things happen here too yeah and, and I think also to to balance that out it's also the fact that I think you know we started talking about the Sarah Everard um mm. situation and and it is awful and it's generated you know a lot of emotions from people and the fact that we just as you said she was just walking home and we want to be yeah. able to do that and feel safe and feel like yeah. we can and we don't have to change who mm. we are or what we do but at the same time it's um you know it's things like this have always happened but we yeah. just hear about it more because more. there's more media around and it's more far-reaching and and if we wanted to we could be engaged in news from around the world every minute of the day couldn't we yes okay yeah. so you also can. destroy yourself doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really sort of petrify yourself whereas so you'd never you'd never leave mind you and like my story earlier it can happen in your own home even so it's uh <laughs> yeah giving so, you the tools to be prepared and to yes. respond in a, in the most effective way absolutely without living in fear that's exactly it yeah. yeah fantastic and so um I know you've mentioned you've sort of referred to some courses that you run do you want to just give us a few um options I know you were running a series of webinars that were free for people yes yes so we've had um we've had six free webinars just running over the last six weeks with regards to situational awareness but more so in within business and obviously with the whole, whole covid situation um with people going back into work and the effects it's having on people some people you know are obviously very happy some people are frightened some people are angry so we've We've dealt with things like behaviour awareness and conflict management. Um, so our last one's actually uh, coming up. But we've also uh, we've had our first webinar for female safety. Um, so I took the first 20 minutes and then our subject expert, my, my boss as well, John, came in and he then ran for another half an hour. And then we had a question and answer session, which was brilliant because, you know, it is, it's like ladies who 
one lady had an 18 year old daughter who works in the pub and I think she mm. she about her a lot so it's, it's not only in the pub but also on her way home so we were able to give her you know sort of tips and, and on how her daughter can be and then again when you know restrictions lifted if she wants to then bring her daughter in and we can go through some advice with her and, and, and talk to her about it and you know hopefully she'll she'll just learn how to protect herself and how to just be more aware and you know I know, I know certainly when I was 18 you know I'd, I'd be frightened of certain things but always also be a bit ahead in the clouds and mm. <laughs> my teenage daughters are like that um so so yeah it's it's again just just not frightening them because no. Don't want to do that either, and we don't want to frighten anyone. But like I said, just just the awareness side, um, and then other courses we we offer, like some of the hostile environments, um, loan workers, uh, like estate agents or, or people that do yeah. go to London yeah. uh, and then come home late at night, uh, you know, walking through train stations and what have you, and and just making back home. We, we work with a lot of those people as well. Gap year students which is actually an, it's an excellent course. And I know without doubt when my children are going on a gap year, they will be taking that course. <laughs> <laughs> Hint yeah, you've been them. warned. <laughs> they, they are, there's absolutely no doubt because, you, you know, again, things do happen and we do hear horror stories about children just going out on their gap years and, you know, they just want to go and have a good time. And again, there is a lot of risk and threat that does surround it. So it's reducing those risks and threats. It's it's really about mitigating it. Mm. Um, and yes, and then we we have a lot of first aid courses as well. So trauma, road traffic accident, pediatric, first person on the scene. Again, I've I've done that. So that's a, a, a brilliant five day course, just in case you are the first person on the scene, or you can choose to be. You can choose to be called out and, and be that first person on the scene. Yeah. Um, first aid at work. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of courses we, we can offer. And, we, you know, we, we have them primarily at our, our training centre in Reading or just outside Reading and Pangbourne, or, or we can come to you. Excellent. And um, so at the moment you're running courses online, aren't you, whilst we're online. locked down? And then yes, there's the option yeah. once things open up. Once things restricted. And, and we are all set up and ready. You know, we've got everything, all the PPE and, and all the measures set up for as soon as things do reopen. Great. Excellent. So, and all of the details, um, you know, we'll put links to your website so people can yeah. look at the courses and sign up for um, any of the webinars that you mentioned. And Fantastic. Really, really great. And, you know, I, I attended one of those myself last week and highly rated it. And, yeah. you know, it's nice to see the mix of people on there as yes. well. I know not everybody had the cameras on, but you could just, you know, it was both genders. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, there were people for sort of personal reasons, others for... Yeah. business reasons I think that was the conflict management that's it one that's correct yeah um, and I think that's always um an interesting subject isn't it because there can be whenever there's more than one person in any situation there is the chance for there to be conflict so Absolutely. yeah I think we tend to think about it as um uh, and maybe that's just my HR background, but yeah. you know, kind of HR type scenarios, yes, yeah. disciplinaries, or you know, and, oh, um, and it can be so many things, can't it? And just having that yeah. the general knowledge and awareness of people and behaviours, as you mentioned yeah. earlier, and and how to read people and not not make assumptions as well. That was the other thing and, I think and really that's key message. Exactly it. So I think we had a gentleman on, 
and he was saying how he was just convinced that one guy just doesn't like him and but you know how does he know that is that something in his mind thinking well he doesn't like me that maybe he's just had a lot going on at home or you know he's got some concerns or that something is bothering him and it's about being open to, to perhaps the fact that it's nothing to do with you and it's um you know I think we choose don't we whether we hold anger or not mm. um and I think more often than not people do they, they hold anger and, and it's about saying okay I'm not going to hold it I'm going to let it go and and it's, it's then about getting to the bottom of why why it's happened and exists um so yeah it's just about investigating that a bit further yeah and I think going back to your earlier point about the um uh you know the presence of the abnormal and the absence yes. of the normal and that you know it's about information gathering isn't it and yeah you know what else do you know about the situation without making any assumptions what information yeah. can you glean and then um you know ask the questions to find out that information before exactly. you make any decisions assumptions on, yeah. yeah on what yeah. to do and uh, mm-hmm. how to take it and I've, yeah. I've seen that before in um in workshops i've run where i i use um personality and behavioral profiling with people yeah. and I think that's really interesting on, on so many levels because I'm yes you know, yeah, oh, yeah fascinated <laughs> about people <laughs> yeah and that's opening a can of worms that situation with the gentleman you were just um outlining there reminded me of um you know a really innocent um conversation that was triggered between two people on this course who were um they worked for the same company generally were on the same floor and sort of area but it was a open office so yeah. um, and hot desking so they weren't you know close colleagues um but they just saw each other occasionally mm-hmm. and you know one lady um she'd walk in and she'd say hi to everybody and you know would just generally chat with people and then sit down get on with her work would always say goodbye and she thought um this other lady just didn't like her yeah. and she said oh um and as it <laughs> transpired it's because their personalities were very different you know complete opposite ends of the scale to each other one Mm. was very outgoing and people orientated and the other one was very introverted and task orientated Mm. this is using the disc modeling that I use yes yeah and just that awareness of oh it makes sense now yeah and you know the one who was always saying hello and talking to people realized that the other one wasn't ignoring her on purpose she wasn't you know she didn't not like her or have any um issues with her it was just her normal was to sit there quietly and get on with her work yeah and as soon as that realization hit oh I feel fine now (laughs) there is there is no right or wrong and and you're allowed to be who you want to be you know there's uh, but unfortunately it does you you instantly sort of fall into a bracket of uh of almost being rude and and Mm. but that's not the case she's just being who she is and she doesn't have to be the person that that comes in and all errors and night, but it's, it's we we had a similar example with with John actually, and this this is related with the COVID situation again. This is why we started one of the reasons we started the webinars. So there was it was actually his sister, and she was talking to her colleague over over the webinars and things and and Zoom calls that they were doing, and she could just sense that this this chap was really not happy with her. So, you know, there was definitely an atmosphere that was that was there and it was being created and. She, she talked to John a lot about it, obviously, with what he does. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And it just transpired that this child was so angry because he didn't know why she had been furloughed or why she was working from home and he wasn't. And he, he was furious that she was okay to be at home and, and he had to go in every day. But the truth is that her husband was actually high risk. So she had to be at home to protect yeah. her husband. And the person at work didn't know that. Mm. As soon as they got to the bottom of it, he was fine. But it was just amazing how much animosity had been created by that situation. And that's what we've seen a lot of during COVID. You know, some people are working from home. Others aren't, others are fur- furloughed, and it's, it has created tensions, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame, isn't it? Because it, fun enough, brings it almost full circle back around to, you know, fear underlying all of those kind of emotions, whether it's anger, Hundreds. frustration, whatever yeah. it is, and how just getting a bit more information together can actually yeah. help to allay those fears and all of those other emotions. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all, it all comes back to every time, situational awareness, and it just, just be a bit more uh, appreciative on, on perhaps what is happening on other people's lives as well, as opposed to just jumping the gun. Oh, it's all right for them. They're having it. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's not the case. She's protecting her, her husband. And it's yeah. as simple as that, really. Fantastic. So I think that's, again another really good note for people to be aware of and um, you know just to think about their situations if they are in that situation of returning to work and have team members colleagues whoever it might be just to think about yeah what others might be going through and how they might be feeling um, and if they want support with managing that you know in a really effective sort of harmonious way isn't that yeah 100% yeah fantastic well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really That's good to okay. talk with you. <laughs> more about what you do and the images that are going on in my mind whenever we have these sort of conversations. Yeah. I'd love to get in there and uh, <laughs> say with you all. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So, oh, yeah, thank you, yeah. Helen. You're very, very welcome. All right. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.